Welcome to the Baker McKenzie Latin America EMI Talks podcast series focusing on sector-specific issues that are impactful to the players of the energy mining and infrastructure industry. Hello, everyone. I'm Bruno Duarte from Trent Ross Watanabe, Brazilian law firm in cooperation agreement with Baker McKenzie. I'm based in Sao Paulo, and I'm a member of the Latin American Energy Mining and Infrastructure Projects Group. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast, Financial Relief Measure in Latin America's Major Projects. And it is my pleasure to introduce our speakers today, uh, Jose Pepe Barnola, tax partner from Mexico City, and Yoshie Concha, public law associate from our Lima office. Thank you, Bruno. It is a pleasure sharing with you and Yoshie. Thank you, Bruno and Pepe. Uh, I'm really glad to participate in, in this podcast. Thank you. Thank you both. Uh, today's conversation, we are going to analyze the impact of the COVID-19 situation, uh, starting with an overview of what we call a resilience stage, how major projects in Latin America have faced the pandemic effects due to the shutdown of operations or to the consumption downturn, and also how federal and state governments are reacting to provide financial relief measures to distressed companies. Uh, after that, we're going to go to a second stage, which we call the recovery stage, and we will be discussing the reopening, the so-called new normal uh, expectations, and how this new situation might affect the investment environment on major projects. So, Yoshie, to begin our conversation uh, on what you have noticed in the region, what, have any countries applied measures for the resumption of economic activities affected or paralyzed due to COVID-19 pandemic? Yes, Bruno. Uh, due to the COVID-19 outbreak, we are living in a context without precedents that has caused a major impact on the economy and growth of the countries of the region. Most of the economic activities were halted because of the mandatory isolation measures adopted by the governments, allowing only the continuation of activities considered as essential, which are mainly related to health, acquisition of essential goods, transport, uh, among others. For the resumption of economic activities, all the countries in the region have opted for a progressive strategy subject to compliance with biosecurity conditions imposed and controlled by health authorities. In many countries, the rule is that each sector or economic activity has a specific biosecurity protocol to comply. Other conditions may refer to scheduled restrictions, either general or by activities. This happens, for example, in Venezuela, where a specific time restrictions were established for each of the authorized economic sectors. At a local or regional level, additional measures have been established to regulate the reactivation of economic activities. For example, in Brazil, these measures may be more rigid and less clear than the provisions of the national government and may generate the need for discussions with the local government authorities or even judicial measures to keep essential activities in operation. In Colombia, in major cities such as Bogota or Medellin, companies must obtain an economic reactivation permit from the major's office before proceeding to resume operations. Okay, great. So, uh, Pepe, in relation to tax compliance and judicial procedures, uh, what is the current situation in the region? 
how is this new virtual environment affecting uh, such kind of procedures? And also, has there been any changes in the statute of limitation of tax liabilities? Thank you, Bruno. Um, the, the pandemic has caused great disruptions and, and the tax arena is, is one of them. I, I, I will focus on the leading economies of, of Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Mexico, Peru, and Venezuela. And effectively, uh, with the notable exception of Mexico and Venezuela, the countries have established extensions for tax compliance and, and payments to, to help taxpayers and alleviate the cash flow issues they, they are facing. Um, in Mexico and Venezuela, uh, curiously, the, the local authorities, you know, municipal and state, state authorities have granted extensions to comply with, uh, with local taxes. And although nowadays uh, tax compliance is usually electronic, uh, nevertheless, taxpayers are facing difficulties uh, imposed by uh, lockdown or quarantine measures that Yoshi was mentioning as they sometimes have uh, difficult times in accessing the files and data they require to prepare the tax returns, which not always is in an electronic format. So tax authorities are in the region of uh, encouraging the use of, of electronic means to uh, complete tax, tax compliance and to com communicate with the tax authorities. And uh, they are, assisting the taxpayers virtually and uh, through their web pages. And they have continued uh, audit activity by using virtual means and field audits are somehow limited right now. And, and regarding tax appeals procedures, both uh, before the tax authorities and the tax courts, most countries have suspended them initially uh, to June, then they extended it to July. And I think the prospect is that we will face further suspensions in the near future. Um, in Brazil, for example, the procedures have continued using virtual sessions. And in Chile, the procedures have continued, but the discovery phase uh, is suspended during the, the emergency. And uh, the solutions for the statute of limitations issues of, of, uh, is, is a split in, in the region. In, you have a group of countries uh, such as Argentina, Chile, Brazil, and Venezuela, in which the statute of limitation continues as under normal circumstances. And uh, other countries, Colombia, Mexico, and Peru, have suspended the statute of limitation of tax liabilities uh, during the pandemic. Yeah, it's very important to take these kinds of measures in these times of uh, uncertainties and difficulty with uh, complying with procedural requirements and, and things like that. And so those are, are very relevant and we hope that uh, all countries end up taking these kinds of measures. Uh, Yoshi, moving on to the financial diagnostics of the major projects in the region. Uh, some jurisdictions have put in place measures to reform insolvency regimes to help manage anticipated increase of companies that are in financial distress situation, uh, some of them on temporary basis and other more permanently. 
What are the trends in the Latin America countries about insolvency? Under the COVID-19 context, uh, the reform of the insolvency regime is only being discussed or anticipated in some countries as Brazil, Chile, and Peru. Actually, the trend we see in most of the countries is the issuing of several measures by the governments in order to support distressed businesses with a focus on avoiding the initiation of liquidation and reorganization proceedings. One of the most common measures is the establishment of support programs to face a COVID-19 health emergency at a local, federal, or national level, depending on the country. These programs provide funding to companies to support their operations and employees or aid employers to pay salaries with a reduction of rates. In most cases, uh, we see that uh, the primary beneficiaries of the programs are medium and small businesses or companies. Also, some dispensations are being granted. For example, in Chile, the majority of rules for the adoption of agreements on liquidation and reorganization proceedings have been more flexible, allowing video conferences or some other forms or of recognized electronic voting. In Colombia, um, there's a short moratorium for payment obligation of organization agreements uh, underway. In some jurisdictions as Brazil, national courts are giving recommendations to authorities on how to deal with uh, some specific matters related to COVID-19 in reorganization lawsuits. As you may see, uh, these measures tend to be temporary to cover the consequences of the COVID-19 outbreak. Maybe in the following months, we will see the adoption of long-term or permanent measures with the knowledge of what we are going through now. And Pepe, um, in this line of us uh, helping companies and uh, assisting them with dealing the, on, with the situation, what about the trends uh, in relation to tax measures for cash flow issues uh, generated by the pandemic, such as payment extensions, tax exemptions, exonerations, reductions? Are any specific measures for major infrastructure projects in the region? Yes, Bruno. Uh, and uh, the, the countries in the region have uh, showed a trend uh, that. Uh, they have granted tax exemptions, exonerations, and reductions regarding the pandemic or motivated by the pandemic to alleviate the cash flow issues of taxpayers. But curiously, none of them has addressed uh, specifically major infrastructure projects. They are general measures. And uh, um, also curiously that there have been no income tax exemptions. And the income tax is one of the most important sources of revenue for the treasuries. In, in Mexico, a tax officer uh, informally stated that the income tax exemptions or exonerations for fiscal year 2019, which taxpayers had or have to pay in 2020, was not justified because the pandemic started after the closing of the fiscal year, and perhaps other authorities uh, share that view. And uh, the, 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 the position may be flawed because the pandemic affects in 2020 the cash flow of taxpayers. Uh, we can mention that Argentina and Brazil 
have reduced their social security contributions. Uh, Argentina also reduced the tax on bank debits and credits to 0%. Chile uh, likewise reduced the rate of the stamp tax to 0% in the case of operations for, for credits uh, to, to companies and, and taxpayers in general. And Brazil announced a reduction of the Brazilian tax on financial transactions on credit lines for business, also to 0%. And uh, Brazil, Colombia, Peru, and Venezuela have granted custom duties and VAT exonerations or reductions to zero rate for the importations of medical equipment and, and devices and medicines required to combat the, the pandemic. And uh, Colombia reduced its local taxes and, and Mexican lo local governors are very active and have granted support through local incentives with uh, burdens or, or, or reductions in the tax liability of payroll taxes, property tax, and other local taxes, and have uh, implemented measures to support small and medium companies to obtain uh, credit. Uh, and what about tax amnesty programs? Well, so far only in Brazil, you have uh, the, the office of the Attorney General of the National Treasury that has issued rules setting for special settlement uh, programs uh, for federal taxes. And uh, the Colombian tax office has issued uh, requirements uh, for taxpayers to apply for special tax payment arrangements, which normally involve financing of the tax debt. Yoshi, in similar lines to Pepe's explanation, uh, governments have announced various measures to support companies' debt arrangements, uh, including deferred payment, guaranteed credit facilities, government-backed loans. How are these measures being developed in Latin America? Well, we see that in countries as Brazil, Chile, Colombia, and Peru, uh, these measures have been taken by, by its respective governments. A recurring measure is increasing of financial lines to support companies under a state guaranteeing loans scheme. This is in order to provide working capital to mitigate potential salary reductions during the pandemic, to maintain and promote employment, and to ensure funds for payments and compliance with obligations. We can mention also that in Chile, financing lines with estate warranties have been increased and banks must reprogram all the pre-existing credits of the benefited debtor and postpone any amortization of their old credits until the new loans are fully paid. In Peru, uh, the government developed the Reactiva Peru program, which aims to promote commercial banks to make available new financings to companies, providing a government guarantee. The loans may be also agreed with public entities, as is the case of Colombia, where the government allowed certain public financial entities that usually act as rediscount banks uh, to grant loans directly. Relief measures for debtors are also considered. For example, the Financial Superintendents of Colombia issued certain instructions to public and private financial entities 
to grant certain reliefs in case they decide to modify uh, the loans granted. As part of these instructions, such modifications cannot increase the interest rate or apply collection on interest, among uh, other instructions. Other measures aim to support companies which activities are related to the prevention and control of the corona outbreak. For example, we see that in Brazil, the Brazilian Development Bank supported the health industry uh, by making available a credit line for companies that produce or may want to change its production line to build health equipment, including monitors, ventilators, hospital beds, and masks. The loan has a grace period of 24 months and a maturity of five years. As we may see, these measures contribute to the liquidity and solvency of the companies, so also have the effect of avoiding the initiation of liquidation and reorganization proceedings, which I commented in my last intervention. Pepe, regarding deduction of expenses, such as depreciation of fixed assets, charitable donations, forgiveness of debts, bad debt deductions, other expenses, net operating losses, what would be the situation in the region? Yes, Bruno, uh, with reduced economic activity, uh, companies have less income. So the question of deduction of expenses is, uh, is very important for tax purposes. Uh, we can say that uh, the most relevant expenses taxpayers are facing during the pandemic, uh, besides the regular operating expenses, uh, are the deductions of gifts and donations, uh, mostly charitable donations, bad debt deductions and forgiveness of debts uh, in case of refinancing accounts receivable, and exchange losses, uh, especially for Latin American countries, companies that are uh, leveraged in, in foreign currency. And, and as a, a final item would be perhaps the possibility of uh, accelerated depreciation of fixed assets. And uh, if, if we take a picture of the region, except for Chile, uh, no country has amended the rules to specifically address the deduction of expenses related to the pandemic. Chile issued specific rules uh, allowing uh, the deduction of expenses uh, that uh, companies have to incur to, uh, to combat the pandemic. For example, the deduction of uh, the home office expenses of, of its employees or expenses related to biosecurity measures. So in general, uh, the deduction of, of charitable donations and gifts it's uh, in all the countries it's generally limited to non-for-profit organizations and which are authorized by the tax authorities or directly to governmental offices and organizations and and they are subject to caps and uh, for bad debt deductions and and in general for all, all other expenses uh, the the rule of thumb is that the expense must be normal necessary or essential for the production of the taxpayer's income. And uh, 
bad debt deductions and forgiveness of debt are, are very, very important, and, and they normally require special uh, evidence and substantiation. For example, taxpayers in the region normally have to provide evidence of the collection efforts and the insolvency situation of the debtor or, 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 or the, uh, the guarantors and uh, legal opinions issued by, by external counsel. Um, regarding exchange losses, uh, you have to take care because of the rules vary in the region and you have to, to, to consider whether devaluation or accrual of a debt or, or payment of the debt will trigger the, uh, the deduction of exchange losses. Uh, unfortunately, there are no specific rules for accelerated depreciation of fixed assets due to the pandemic. Not even Chile has that so far. And I would add to all this uh, bundle of, of, of expenses, one item which uh, I think taxpayers will face in the future, and that is the net operating losses generated in 2020. Uh, normally, Tax rules in the region provide that the losses generated in a fiscal year can be carried forward to future fiscal years and the taxpayer can use them to offset taxable income in those future fiscal years. So uh, taxpayers have to be very um, uh, careful with the rules because they vary in the, in, in the, in the region and uh, they normally impose, you know, limits on the number of years a taxpayer can carry forward the losses or establish caps on the amount of losses that taxpayers can can offset. Thank you both for this very complete and, and good uh, understanding of what governments are doing and are not doing to assist companies facing this crisis. And now that we do have this comparison uh, between the different countries and we have uh, good knowledge of where we stand, uh, it's time to consider how companies are going to move past this resilience stage. So uh, let's discuss a bit about what to expect on what would be a recovery phase. Uh, Yoshi, we know that governments are taking measures to resume public major projects that were paralyzed uh, or that were affected because of the COVID-19, including those infrastructure projects that had, were stopped due to general lockdowns. Which countries have applied these kinds of measures? In various countries, such as Argentina, Brazil, and Chile, the execution of construction activities related to public infrastructure projects continued despite the quarantine or isolation measures taken because of the COVID-19 outbreak. This because um, the activities were considered essential due to their importance and impact on the economy of the countries. In other countries as Colombia, the construction activities initially stopped with the isolation measures, but were soon resumed. The continuation of public infrastructure projects demanded the compliance of several requirements, mostly related to the adoption of biosafety protocols for this economic sector, as, as previously mentioned by Pepe. 
Likewise, to facilitate its execution, certain countries issued simplification measures, as happened in Chile, where the granting of construction permits was accelerated. Only in a few countries, as is in Venezuela and Peru, construction works have been totally stopped since the beginning of the pandemic, and its resumption has been allowed progressively, always uh, complying with certain biosecurity measures and schedule restrictions. Also, some measures were taken to maintain the economic and financial balance of ongoing contracts. For example, in Peru, we see that the government issued exceptional regulations to promote the resumption of public works, which were stopped during the state of national emergency declared as consequence of the corona outbreak. These regulations recognize the right of the contractors to deadline extensions and payments for the increase of costs for the works and for its execution, applying the new biosafety or sanitary measures, which did not exist when the contracts were subscribed. Also, we can mention that the operation of public infrastructure projects, at least regarding to transportation infrastructure, has not stopped. However, uh, traffic on highways, ports, and airports decreased substantially. And in certain countries, such as Colombia and Peru, those payments were suspended. By this time, most projects operate normally, with the exception of airports that remain mostly closed and uh, without national or international air operations just about for certain activities such as cargo transportation and authorized humanitarian flights. Pepe, talking now about uh, custom duties in import licenses, has any country in Latin established tax uh, and or customs fast track or abbreviated procedures, uh, for example, tax refunds, payment terms, Oh, yes, uh, Bruno, I think that only Argentina, Brazil, and Colombia have established so far some fast-track procedures or relaxed uh, the requirements for the importation of assets. For example, uh, Argentina has uh, established automatic import licenses for disinfectants, cleaning and hygiene articles and chemical products required for the for attending the emergency. And uh, Brazil has expedited the customs clearance on the importation of those uh, related products and has uh, established some flexible rules for filing the certificate of origin of, of those products. And uh, Brazil also has granted uh, the extension for one year of uh, drawback regimes that uh, normally provide a suspension of, uh, of custom duties uh, and uh, they will end in 2020. They will be extended to the next year. And uh, I think that the, the other countries will follow that, that trend uh, because those inputs are, are required and not, all, not always are manufactured in the country. And uh, as an, an anecdote, uh, Colombia, for example, has prohibited for six months the exportation of 
24 products that are required to prevent the spread of the virus in Colombia, such as soap and, and, and antibacterial gel and, and, a special, and a special masks. And uh, on the other hand, the Colombian tax office has established abbreviated procedures to, to request tax refunds and to, and to negotiate payment arrangements of, of, of taxes. This has been very, very interesting on what governments are doing and what's happening in the countries and perspectives for the future. Now for uh, a more subjective question, do you have, both of you, do you have any specific advice for companies in terms of what to do now or uh, what would be coming next? Well, my advice is to expect changes. The context we are in due to the corona outbreak evolved so rapidly that we should expect governments to adjust their regulations and the measures adopted to the date. In order to keep facing the reality as it presents, to face the new normal as it is called. Even though the isolation measures have been lifted in most countries, we're still under the effects um, of the pandemic and we will be until a vaccine is developed. Governments uh, have made promptly decisions to act against COVID-19 and its foreseeable effects, but we still don't see or can't anticipate all the consequences of the pandemic in the economy of all the countries. So this demands the governments to evaluate and consider the need of new measures or the modification of the existing ones in order to keep supporting companies in distress, but overall to reduce the impacts of the pandemic in its economies. Probably the first option will no longer be to allocate the state funds to make loans to companies, but certain benefits already taken could be extended under this situation, such as the deferral of payments or state warranties. Governments will have to be inventive to keep avoiding a chain effect of bankruptcy, liquidations or reorganizations among the companies. So we should be expectant to what's happened in the following months. The reception of foreign capitals uh, would be a way to reactivate the economy. And the reality is that the countries are truly interested in the resumption of major projects and the development of new ones to meet national objectives. For example, it's a primary interest of some countries to improve its infrastructure is starting by health infrastructure, which is, a re which is really needed under the context we are in. So what about you, Pepe? What would be your words of wisdom? I, I subscribe totally what Yoshi said. This is a moving target and the circumstances are evolving very fast. Normally, governmental measures lack, lack reality and, and they are they come ahead before the, 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 the sorry after the reality so companies have to be aware have to be you know having the rat radar what potential measures the government will take for the for returning to the normality and and specifically regarding taxes I have two two uh, items I think that there, there would be an area of opportunity for companies investing 
in uh, in major infrastructure projects. And I, I think we're going to, I, I will try to predict, but countries will probably start to grant tax benefits and incentives for those major projects and to encourage the, uh, the investment in those projects. And for example, special income tax or, or VAT uh, exoneration. So I, I think that, that, that companies eager to invest will have to, to take that into consideration in their, in their strategic planning. And, and, and the, second, the second point I have is that it has to do with the force majeure exemption that many companies are considering them for contractual purposes, but I think it has also application in the tax arena. And uh, the, the question is whether, whether taxpayers can use the force majeure exemption argument to, uh, to uh, you know, to be exempt from paying, for example, fines or late payment interest is if they pay late their taxes uh, because the, the pandemic itself or the governmental measures uh, taken to, to combat the pandemic have prevented them from, from paying on time their, their taxes. So I think that the tax authorities are not very keen with the argument, but uh, it could be used as a, as a, as a, as a tool by taxpayers to defer the payment of, of, of taxes. And, and of course, that, that it's only a temporary solution because once the, the new normal or the regular normal comes back, uh, they will have uh, still be subject to pay the tax, but at least they, they will not be penalized by fines or, or, or other charges. So in, 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 in five of the countries of, of the region, uh, taxpayers can use our argument. And I think that this option will, will likely require lit litigation. So the final solution perhaps will not be immediate and, and will require a, a lot of uh, activity on the, by the taxpayer, especially the, the burden of proving its uh, particular circumstances and how the first major argument can be used in their case. For example, in, in, in Argentina, the, the argument can be used, but you have low probabilities of success based on, on court precedents. Uh, in Brazil, you, in theory, can use it, but uh, so far it has been unsuccessful in court. And, and the authorities have used, and, and the courts have, have, have decided that uh, really uh, the executive and the legislative powers have issued measures to alleviate the, the adverse consequences of the pandemic so that they should be enough to, to alleviate the situation of the taxpayers. Um, in Chile, the issue has not been raised. And uh, in Peru, the argument cannot be used, but the, the authority, uh, the tax authority in Peru Will, will not impose tax penalties. It is a discretionary measure uh, for infractions related to, to tax formal duties during the, uh, during the pandemic. And, and in Colombia and Mexico and Venezuela, the, uh, the argument can be used, but the, the burden of proof is totally in the, in the head of the taxpayer. So 
one, one recommendation, practical recommendation is to, for taxpayers, is to contemporaneously substantiate the particular circumstances that have prevented them from paying their taxes on time. So in the future, when a tax audit comes and, and, and a tax authority uh, pretends to issue a deficiency assessment based on the late payment of the taxes, the taxpayer will have the required evidence to uh, argue the force majeure exemption and uh, get free out of the fines or potential late payment interest. This has been a very, very interesting conversation. Uh, I would like to thank you a lot, uh, Pepe and Yoshi, for enlightening us with uh, these measures and these uh, new events in Latin America. It got me thinking that if governments in the region would talk more amongst themselves, we would probably have uh, better situations and countries best well equipped since there are good examples in different areas in each of the countries. Thank you so much, Bruno. Thank you so much, Pepe. I'm really glad we had this conversation and, and maybe we, we can further um, explain the modifications or adjustments to, to the measures um, we have talked about in a, in a following podcast. Thank you, Joshi and Bruno. It was, a, it was a pleasure and an honor. And, and for the audience, please stay tuned for the coming podcasts in other areas that you will soon receive. Great. So this ends our episode uh, of the podcast on financial relief measures in Latin America's major projects. We'd like to thank you again for joining us. On behalf of Latin America Energy Mining and Infrastructure Team, uh, I'd like to say that we are happy to provide further insight and answer any questions you may have.